Welcome to God is Open. I am your host, Christopher Fisher. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about this common proof text for timelessness to Peter 3.8. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. Let's turn to Wayne Grudem and see what he says about this verse. He says, in the New Testament, Peter tells us And he reads the verse. The second half of this statement has already been made in Psalms 90. We'll be reading that later. But the first half introduces an additional consideration. One day is as a thousand years. That is, any one day from God's perspective seems to last for a thousand years. Is is that what it's saying? Is is that the context of um, Peter? Is, is, Is that what Peter is getting at? That's his contextual point to the people he's talking to? Why is he communicating that? What is he trying to get across to them? He says this, uh, this is back to Wayne Grudem. It is as if that day never ends, but is always being experienced. Again, since a thousand years is a figurative expression for as long as time as we can imagine, or all history, we can say from this verse that any one day seems to God to be present to his consciousness forever. It seems like pretty massive stretch. But going back to Grudem, taking these two considerations together, we can say the following. In God's perspective, any extremely long period of time is as if it just happened, and any very short period of time, such as one day, seems to God to last forever. It never ceases to be present in his consciousness. Let's uh, scroll down a little bit. God's experience of time is not just a patent endurance through eons of endless duration, but he has qualitative different experience of time than we do. It is consistent with the idea that in his own being, God is timeless. He does not experience a succession of moments. This has been the dominant view of Christian orthodoxy throughout the history of the church, though it has been frequently challenged and even today many theologians deny it. So a quick overview of Peter. Uh, There's a lot of people in Peter's time rising up and saying, Where's the promise of his coming? You know, we were promised a quick return. God's going to come back and right the wrongs, establish his kingdom on earth, kill the wicked, bless the righteous. It's not happening. So they're falling away from the faith. And so Peter basically tells them um, that, you know, their, their claims that all things continue as they were from the beginning is a false claim. Peter's response to this For this they willfully forget that by the word of God the heavens were of old, the earth standing out of the water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So he responds to this saying, God did this mighty work of creation in a very quick time. Right? So this... It wasn't like this eons of creation going on. It was a fairly quick creation. It was a fairly fairly quick uh, judgment of the old earth, in fact. So this seems like, seems like a power statement that uh, God can act and act quickly. And it's not this slow progression. It comes like a thief in the night. It just comes and then everything is upheaved, right? It's not something that just slowly takes on form. And so that seems like the context of the statement. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years. It doesn't take God a thousand years to do something. It takes him one day. And a thousand years is as one day. So what is he illustrating to his audience with this statement? That God has 
patience. We, we don't have to guess at this. Uh, he explains it to us. So, so the text before the verse and the text after the verse explains the various phrases. A thousand years is as one day. The explanation is the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish and that all should come to repentance. So God is suffering. He's long suffering, which is not a timeless value. God being long suffering. That's a time value. And so in Peter's own description of this, um, God is in time, experiencing time and suffering in time, enduring, enduring and hoping that all come to repentance. But really what I want to get at with this podcast is just some examples of how this figure of speech is used. It's not used for how people experience metaphysically time. This is about subjective experience of time in time, uh, through duration, uh, contrary to what our our good friend uh, Wayne Grudem says, right? Wayne Grudem says it's not like he's enduring eons. Well, God says he's enduring eons in the proof text that Grudem's explaining. So he seems like he's contradicting the explicit point that Peter's getting at, that God is long-suffering and endures eons. But returning to the point, you know, we use this, these types of figures of speech all along. So in my intro music, I played some lyrics from Best Coast. And this is a, a indie surfer punk girl band. But the lyrics are basically one day is like a year and a year is like a day because uh, each individual day apparently seems very hectic where where things move at a rapid pace and it's almost like an entire year is happening in a day. But also, contrawise, that an entire year is like a day. So maybe the the year flies by and, and it's you kind of lose track of time. As people get older, we tend to experience time a lot more rapidly. Our years fly by uh, a lot faster than they did when we were young. Remember how summers would last forever when we were young? Now, they're, they're there and they're gone. We're just flying through life. And so that is a known idiom. We understand what that means. We can relate to this idiom. This idiom, of course, there's the reference to Psalms 90. And Psalms 90 is a prayer of Moses and it's to God. This is where we get that God is from eternal to eternal. This is all about duration. And that's the immediate point. Psalms 94, 4,000 years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, like a watch in the night, like a few hours in the night. And so God, because he's eternal, uh, and we, it says in the Psalms that, you know, we live like 70 years. That's nothing to God. And so God endears that, that little tiny time frame, and that's nothing compared to his total span of existence. This is the explicit point of this Psalm. It's not about timelessness. It's not about God has no a similar concept of time that we do. Remember how Wayne Grudem is stating that he has a qualitative different experience of time. It's not about that. It's about scale, quantitative. Quantitatively, God lives and lasts a lot longer than us. And so his perception of what seems to us to be a long time, 40 years, 80 years, it seems to us that that's a lot of time. But to God, since he has lasted forever and will last forever, after those days are past, it's like it's nothing, right? God experiences time. After those days are past, after God experiences that little bit of time that we think is a lot, then he 
considers that like a day. And so, so explicitly in all these verses, God is experiencing time. God is enduring. God is uh, suffering. God is uh, hoping, right? And God experiences. God experiences time is the explicit point. But to illustrate this idiom, I have pulled up the secret book of James. Secret book of James. So we got Peter. Then we have a Gnostic text, and basically it states the same point that we've already covered. He says, if you consider how long the world existed before you and how long it will exist after you, you'll find that your life is one single day and your sufferings a single hour. So it's all about, it's not about, you know, the world is timeless, anything like that. It's about the world has this massive duration compared to your short life. In comparison, it seems like your life is one day or one hour, just practically speaking. So going back to 2 Peter 3.8, I don't see anything in context that talks about God not experiencing time or God being outside of time. In fact, I see in context God's power acts being linked to one day is like a thousand years and God's long suffering being linked to a thousand years is like one day. We don't have to guess at what these things mean. The context explains the meaning of the verse. Thank you for listening.